What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, gamers of all ages? Thank you for joining us for episode 8 of season 2 here on Horton Brothers Grimm, a video game podcast. And of course, joining me is two very ugly guys, my two brothers, Scott and Zach. What's up, guys? Hey, speak for yourself, numbnuts. I think he may have got trapped behind a mirror this time. <laughs> Not sure. That's all I can see. Is himself. So he thinks it's hideous. us. That's not true. I don't know. I felt like taking a jab at you guys today. I don't know why. I don't think you want, I just I don't think you want uh, a piece of this. Mm, you're right, because you're too ugly. No, so, it's because you get your ass beat. That's what happens. <laughs> oh, man. I love you guys. My brothers. And and we love you guys listening. Thank you for being here today. Season 8. Season 2, episode 8, excuse me. And we love that you're here listening. Wherever you're at. And we got three awesome games selected for you today. At least we think um, they're awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like they awesome. are worth talking about. <laughs> well, you know, awesome is subjective, so. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we think they're awesome. So if you don't think they're awesome, then F you too, guys. I don't know. Uh-huh. Hey, if you think we're awesome, make sure you leave us a five-star <laughs> review on iTunes and a comment. That would be great. A really nice comment. Maybe. Super nice. Maybe we'll talk about streaming the next episode. Yep, we could do a stream like of the next live episode. That might guys. be interesting. Uh, let us know, of course, in the comments below or around to the side, whichever, wherever they put the comments on this thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's comment section somewhere. I know iTunes has one. Some <laughs> Spotify or somewhere like that, you can probably just share it or like it, I think. Also, make sure you... Uh, Subscribe to the channel on uh, YouTube where you will get an alert when we're about to go live with the podcast itself. Yeah, Horton Brothers Grimm is the YouTube channel. The link is in the description of this very podcast, so check that out. It's a good point, Zach. I like that idea. I am a smart man. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes, Zach can have a smart thing happen. I don't know. I think his brain just farted and his uh, hooked on phonics didn't work for him anymore. <laughs> My hooked on phonics works perfectly. I'm sure it does. But. For somebody else. Now, generally, if you smell sawdust burning anywhere near Zach, that means he has a smart idea. Oh. Or I've just cut something in half. I don't know what your construction plans are, but I will say this: I I want to talk about something real quick before we get into the episode here. Um, I had a chair that I ordered and I liked it, and when you would sit in it, you could sit straight up only because when you try to lean back, it wouldn't stop itself; it would just go all the way back, right? So I had to order another chair. Now, let's keep in mind, I got the other chair I was just talking about about two months ago. And I was very upset about that. So, get the new chair in, the one I'm sitting in now. And I will tell you, I had to do some modifications to the fucking chair that replaced the other shitty chair. Now, this chair is actually pretty nice. 
it just so happened that one of the machines that's supposed to punch a hole through the steel or whatever for the for you to put a little bolt in there uh, didn't go all the way through. So instead of putting my chair together in about 10 minutes, it took me a, a good hour because I had to drill a fucking hole in the arm um, where mm. it attaches to the bottom of the seat. Had to drill oh. a hole there. Um, blows. Yeah. That's an uh, unfortunate situation. You know, I only had uh, like a certain size that I could go up to in the drill bit because that's all I had. And I was not going to go buy drill bits just to drill one hole. <laughs> so I had to use the, the edges of the drill bits to just, you know, keep inching away at or centimeter away at the <laughs> at the hole. <laughs> and um, what? He had exactly to do, how he has sex. He had to do what I said. <laughs> just jab it in from the side. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a centimeter at a time. Oh, oh is that right? <laughs> I must he have inherited your su- penis. What us Southerners call waller out the hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, had to waller it out real good. <laughs> um, I was, you know, I was being told, "Won't you just send it back?" I'm like, "I'm not sending it back for a fucking hole." All right, <laughs> I will just drill it myself. I got metal shavings all over the floor, so that didn't go over well. Um, but it's okay now. I'm I'm alive. I'm not dead. So uh, that's a plus. And, and in a chair. and I'm sitting in the chair, and it's uh, fully put together, and the bolts fit perfectly. Um, I just had to do a little, um, I don't know. Let's call it metal shaving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hashtag so metal you, shaving. Would you want us to be sponsored by the company that makes these chairs? Um, I don't think so, because they would just poke holes in the wrong places. Wow. Yeah. Hey. Unless they just want to give me chairs for life. These chairs are probably made by prisoners in jail. <laughs> just like license plates, folks. I don't know. That's why they get them back every year. They're going to recycle them and make new ones. Yeah, the 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 inmate whose job it was to drill that hole was like, nah, man, fuck that. Yeah, it's fucking Friday. Nah, I'm time done. for that. <laughs> what what gets me is you know every piece in the box has a QA sticker on it. That motherfucker should be fired. <laughs> All right, I'm just telling you that QA either has one eye or he just didn't give a shit. <laughs> Only one eye open. I was like, yeah, I see two holes. Fuck it. Yeah. No offense to any one eyed people out there, but fuck, come on. Damn. Well, that is an interesting tale. I do appreciate you sharing it myself. That's actually pretty funny that you had to wallow out the hole. Yeah. So and uh, my my new chair comes in tomorrow, and I don't expect it to have any issues. Uh, well, I mean, you did assembly. spend five hundred dollars on it, probably. Yeah, it was like four hundred thirty dollars. Good God, what in the hell's wrong with you? But it's a really nice chair. I'm sure it is. It better fucking cook it's breakfast. So much- that's what I'm talking about. So much better have cup holders and <laughs> and it three reclines. And oh three God. vibration Mine speeds. Reclines. It's just a and shiny dick with two seats in the middle. And it's an 80th anniversary <laughs> edition Batman. Okay, okay. it's got oh, Batman wow. logos on it. So it's sick. Well, unless All Bruce right. Wayne sends you a big fucking bag of cash with it, I'm not paying that price. Secret Lab Titan is the name of the chair, by the way. I, and I wish they would sponsor our podcast because if they are an awesome Yeah, chair hook company. me up, Secret Lab. That'd be nice. I'll take it. Um, 
So we both have tales to tell. My, I've had one for over a year now, and it's like in brand new condition still. I mean, it sits perfectly. It's beautiful. Nice. Anyway, I guess we can move on to talk about our games of this episode. What are we talking about first? We're going to talk about a retro game, and Zach, you have retro today. What game is it you have chosen, my friend? This game is called Monster Party, and I played this as a young lad in the middle of nowhere. Um, (laughs) It's a seemingly unheard of game by a lot of people. Um, in my opinion, because there's not too many people that, that I actually talk to that even remember this game. Um, of course, there was. It's made by um, uh, developers were Human Entertainment. Uh, me personally, I didn't know that until I was, you know, looking up information about uh, this game. And um, but the publisher was Bandai, and everybody knows Bandai. Um, of course, uh, they had the, what, Power Rangers, right? Mm-hmm. <coughs> go, go, Power Rangers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this had a weird story to it, um, and it was always funny to me. Basically, um, this kid's walking down the street, and he thinks he sees, like, um, a meteor or something. Uh, and it like falls right in front of him and it ends up being a uh, gargoyle and um, well it's a gargoyle like alien that's what it says but you know I mean obviously it was gargoyle uh, but his name was Bert <laughs> like Bert, Bert. Hey, Bert. I'm like the gargoyle. Hey, Bert. what the hell happened hey, to Ernie you know when you fucking left him on Sesame Street or something hey Bert um, why are you doing up on that building You're looking great <laughs> So the kid was on his way home from a baseball game, like, you know, just walking down the street. It's the 80s, right? You could walk down the street by yourself, you know, not have to worry about anybody picking you up in their van with some candy, you know? Yeah. And um, it's perfectly safe. That like, This happens to him. He's like, what the hell? You know? And the, and the girl's like, hey, I need your help defeating some evil monsters. And uh, the kid's like, what? The guy's like, or the girl's like, uh, or let's just call him Bert. So Bert's like, uh, your weapon will do. And uh, the kid, which his name is Mark in the game, um, he's like, uh, this is not a weapon. It's a bat. <laughs> so the <laughs> so Bert picks him up. And he's like, okay, fine, whatever. Uh, and he starts telling him, like, uh, his planet's dangerous and has all these monsters and stuff like that. And um, Mark's like, well, how am I going to help? And uh, so they basically fuse into one. Uh, yeah, I know it's really weird. But they fuse into one person, and instead of Mark having orange clothes on, now he's like blue or it's like a greenish type cloth, uh, cloth that he has on now instead of just you know his orange that he had on. But as you start the game, of course, there's like uh, uh, some dudes throwing shit at you, some pants running around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I said pants. And uh, pants, pants, pants. the evil pants, and they're like sticking out of the ground, just like wiggling. So I don't, I don't know if you'd call them pants or legs, but the game, you know, talked about them as pants. Um, and at certain yeah. certain times in the game, you could pick up a capsule, and you would actually turn into Bert, and you would be able to, uh, you know, flap your wings and shoot uh, projectiles at at the monsters. Uh, the game really. Uh, has all the 
you know, the, all the monsters you could want in a game. You know, mummies, spiders, Medusa, dragons, Grim Reaper, uh, things like that. Like the very first door that you actually come upon, you enter and it's like the plant. You come upon a door? Yes, it's like a, it's a door. You come upon it. And you go in <laughs> and there's a fucking plant and it says, hello, baby. <laughs> so, sort of like the little shop of horrors and um, feed me feed me say more but uh, it starts shooting these uh, bubbles at you and the very first time I played this game I didn't know what you were supposed to do so I was just dying to these bubbles uh, but what you're supposed to do is stand in the corner wait for it to shoot an angled bubble at you and you hit it back with the bat <laughs> and you have to mm-hmm. hit it I don't know how many times you have to hit it because it, it is a lot and you'll kill him and then you know, you'll get a key or some question mark at them and you'll leave and go back to the level again. Um, and it starts out and it says round one. And then I'm like, round one? What the fuck? And uh, as you progress, it'll tell you round one, round two, yada, yada, yada. Then there's like this uh, just, you know, different monsters throughout the levels that you have to beat. But when you get to doors, you go in them and you have to f- defeat some type of boss. And uh, when you defeat the boss, it gives you a key to go to the next area. And I don't remember the exact order of the bosses themselves, but uh, there were like eight levels in the game, and they were described as uh, the Dark World, um, the Dark World Dungeon, Dark World Cave, Dark World Castle Ruins, Dark World Lake, Haunted Mansion, World Tower, World Heaven's Gate. And, of course, it goes on to tell you, you know, what monsters and things were in each level. Uh, but you, it was not a very easy game. It kind of reminded me of playing um, maybe Beetlejuice, but a little bit more controllability of the character. You know, you're having to mm-hmm. jump around and do all this other weird shit, and you don't know what the hell's on the screen. I don't know if you got if you two ever played it or not. Um, did y'all ever play this game at all? Um, I seen it played. I don't think I ever played it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I never played it. I might have, you know, seen the box at a video rental place or something, but I don't know. Don't know that I ever played the game. It also reminds me of um, seeing a few pictures of it online just now. It's got an Undertale type of feel to it. Yeah, um, it's um, it's, what do you call it? Um, shit. Pop culture just, horror, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So yes, it's got some odd-looking characters. It's got some. They got some like one of the final bosses is a piece of fried shrimp. Uh, yeah, that <laughs> is pretty funny. I think there was uh, some onion rings and like chicken on a stick to what it looked like to me, but uh, it was yeah, pretty crazy. It turns, yeah, it turns into an onion ring or something. Yeah, and uh, so it's just got some crazy characters. There's a snowman-looking thing, or it's a go. I think I guess it's supposed to be a ghost. With a pumpkin head type of thing. Mm. And it says, please don't pick on me. <laughs> yeah. Well, it reminds me a lot of Undertale. I mean, Undertale. Does silly you shit. Know, def- it's silly. And this is the same. This is I hear similar. So, you know, somebody's listening to this right now. Probably, you know, if you're trying to compare it to something. If you've played recently, Undertale is probably a good comparison. Not, not as far as. It's similar gameplay, too, because it is a platformer. That kind of thing. Right. The end boss, his name was uh, the Dark World Master. 
Mm-hmm. I'm like, they got very original <laughs> with these levels. So. Very creative. Very creative. So if so you look at the party. Yeah, Monster Party. If you look at the descriptions of levels um, on, if you go to like the wiki page, it'll actually tell you, you know, what kind of monsters was in that area and, and how many bosses were in each area as well, as far as the worlds go. But once once you beat all of those, the um, the last boss, the Dark World Master, he looks like a giant zombie face, <laughs> and he shoots <laughs> he shoots flying uh, flying eyeballs, at you. and um, <laughs> yeah. And like to to kill him, his nose opens, and there's like a, a an eyeball in there. You have to hit that. So if you don't hit that, oh, you you know that's his only weak spot. So good luck jumping around, dodging shit, just to hit that one spot. So what's the main character's name on this? His name is Mark. Mark. Now in the Japanese okay. version, his name was Hiroshi. That's uh, Japanese for Mark. Okay. Yeah, I guess so. And <laughs> um, now in the Japanese version, the game was unreleased. Okay, just to keep that in mind, it was only released here in June of '89 in, in the U.S. in North America. Let's put let's say North America. So I guess you could get a Canadian version. I don't know. A lot of Canadian games had French in them, but uh, the Japanese was a prototype. And the guy and the character that we called Bert, the gargoyle, his name in Japanese was Varu or something like that. It was very odd. I'm not sure why they didn't release it in Japan. It doesn't say uh, from what I've read, but it, I thought it was. I just thought it was funny that he um, like merged with Mark. And I'm like, yeah, we're just gonna merge together. Didn't even ask Mark if he wanted to. He's like, fuck it, we're going. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you gotta go. Uh, he pretty much uh, Bert was insistent that anybody would do so. You know, he just, uh, you'll you'll do fine. And and if you die, whatever, I'll come back and get somebody else. It's whatever. So I just <laughs> kidnap all these kids to fight monsters. So what's the soundtrack like on this game? Um, very repetitive. Uh, very very repetitive. If uh, <laughs> you watch, I, I linked in our Discord channel a video if you want to watch a little bit of it, but the music is unfortunately very repetitive, high-pitched tones, and you'd probably want to stab somebody after listening to the soundtrack of this. Because <laughs> you'd be like, yeah, get it out of my head. I'm going to play, uh, uh, during you're talking about the soundtrack, I'm going to play a little bit of this. Oh God! But under your voice, and I think that people will get the point. <laughs> I'm listening to it right now. Okay, so while you're listening to it, while we've been talking, I'm sorry about your ears. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I thought you could make yeah. my ears bleed, but this one's making it gush, man. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I do remember this game, though. I do remember a lot yeah. watching some of the video, especially the part where you could turn into like the. I guess it's supposed to be the sea monster thing. No, uh, the gargoyle. The sea monster is a boss. Is it the gargoyle. Oh, that's right. It's the gargoyle. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's the gargoyle, and you fly. I do remember seeing that stuff. So I definitely remember this game, and I remember that you played it somewhere else. I remember you would like go over to some friend's house or something, 
Yeah, as a person we went to church with. Yeah. And I would go fishing with her father. That's right. That's right. And um, I'd be bored of like, oh, let's play Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There's nothing to do until fishing time. Yeah. So if you're not fishing, you're playing Nintendo. I think that should be some type of slogan. <laughs> Because if I'm not fishing, uh, well, fuck it. These days I'm usually working or playing Nintendo. So I added a third thing in there. Do y'all have any questions about Monster Party before we Um, move on? Well, I don't have any questions. I do. I've just been looking around. uh, I found on Amazon you can buy it for $34.99. Is that the complete game? It's just a cartridge. Uh, no, it shouldn't be $35 in for that. You can probably find it cheaper on eBay. Let's see what eBay's got it for. So I was curious. Yeah, it's one for, well, it's a bid, so it's starting at 5 bucks. So you buy it now for 10 Yeah, you can get it for like 11 bucks. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it looks like it's a green cartridge, too. Um, the one that they have for sale on for $10 is green. Green? It's supposed yeah. to be gray. If it's green, they probably dropped it in something weird. I don't know. It looks cool, <laughs> though. It, look, it, it looks like it makes sense, though. It looks nice. Yeah, the cartridge is gray with a blue label or a purple label. I'm not sure why it would be green unless somebody... Oh, they did. They reconditioned it. Ah, I see. Yeah, so that's, that's probably where the green case come from. They probably stole it from another game. Yep. So, so it's like um, $14 looks like to be the lowest price. The lowest? For for, for me, the, yeah, the lowest price. $14, that's for a pretty good looking cart. Yeah. So 35 you're probably looking at about 35 Get the complete for version for 75 Oh, wow, 75 Yeah. Okay. Well, that's kind of a cool game. That'd be a cool game to own, though. I think at, Cause when, it's, when I was collecting and had a, a nice collecting uh, collection going, I had this game in there. So Yeah, that would be a good one to have. I mean, that's a pretty neat game. I wish I had room it's to not store terrible all that where I, when I, where I wouldn't have sold it, but I just didn't have room to store all those games. I had over 100 and some. Yeah, you did. What about Scott? Does Scott have anything he likes to add to this game? The uh, <clears throat> the most interesting thing I could say about this game is that um, it had some unique enemies. I mean, one of them was a large talking caterpillar. One of them was a set of walking pants. And the most interesting was a giant cat that hurls kittens as projectiles. Wouldn't you want to throw cats too? That would be fun. Oh, and a bouncing piece of fried, fried shrimp. You already talked about that yes, one, though. Yes, and onion rings. Cause you gotta have onion rings to go with the shrimp, right? <laughs> Ironically enough, that's what my son had for supper tonight: was onion rings and fried shrimp. Yeah, bounce, nice. bounce him out of the house then. No doubt, no doubt. Send him on a monster party. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> it's a monster party. Well, that's pretty cool. I mean, I had forgotten about this game, so it was a good choice. Good choice. We may play this at some point on a stream if you guys request enough. 
of it. You know what I'm saying? Only you know what I'm saying? if we have enough comments, I will play this on on uh, HPG. Yeah, we'll see if anybody wants. To. I want to see it anyway, so do it anyway. Just do it. No, nope. gotta have comments. <laughs> I'm not just gonna do it. I'll comment. I'm commenting on it, guys. Don't worry. We're gonna have that game on HPG. I think it'll be great. Oh right, well, I guess is that all you have for it? That's oh. it. I mean, it wasn't a lot of information um, due to it. I mean, it was a fun game, but I mean, it was very simplistic, and um, yes. I enjoyed it when I played it back in the day. So that's why we ended up talking about it today. Uh, if you guys have any suggestions of any uh, retro games you might want us to talk about, just let us know. Oh yeah, always. We are always open for suggestions. Check us out on our Twitter page, on our Instagram, on our YouTube, on our Facebook group. So many places you can get a hold of us. That's uh, We are always open to suggestions on games that you would mm-hmm. like for us to talk about. All right, well, I guess we'll go into our first break of the episode, which will probably be, I don't know, Soundtrack Spotlight or a commercial, one of the two. Who knows what it'll be. I don't plan these things out too far in advance anymore. (laughs) I may send another piece of music for you. Yeah, hopefully you have uh, gave us some more music. Zach, uh, the last piece of music was really nice, so thank you. It was in the last episode, everyone, so go back and listen to a couple of the commercial breaks and to the the last commercial, and you'll hear the music. It's really good stuff. All right, yeah. well, guys, um, we'll see you for our next game, which we haven't revealed yet, which it is going to be a current day game, and it is called, what, Scott? What's the game? Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition. Oh, the Complete Edition. So we're going to so- give you a complete... Mr. McGuire was here too. Hmm? Huh? You know. We're confused. You complete me. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, all right, Zach, I'll give you that one. Whatever. Well, we'll see you after It's not as funny when talk. you tell it to people that uh, they don't understand. And you have to explain Maybe it. one of you, if you laughed about that, let us know. Let us know. <laughs> Uh, well, we'll see you after the break, and we'll talk about Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition. Today's soundtrack spotlight is brought to you by the Horton Brothers Grimm Season 1 Commemorative T-Shirt. Click the link in the description to get yours today. In today's soundtrack spotlight, I'm going to do something a little bit different. I'm going to play for you a song from each game that we are talking about today. First, Monster Party's composers Masaki Hashimoto and Takahiro Wakuta created a wonderful 8-bit sound that turned this crazy monster game into a memorable experience I'll never forget. I'm going to play for you the title screen track where the very opening of the song creates a great party monster feel. Second, Horizon Zero Dawn is considered a modern masterpiece not only for its beautiful artistic design and engaging story, but also for the great soundtrack that the game's composers, Yoristiman and The Flight, 
created that takes the immersion to its deepest levels. The track I have selected is titled Alloy's Theme, a track that seems like it belongs in a summer movie blockbuster. And lastly, The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakenings remake is about to hit in September, but we will go back to its origins on the Game Boy to give you a sample of its familiar but merrily tweaked title screen track. Nintendo never fails to provide interesting twists to its classic sounds, and Link's Awakenings title is one of their best efforts. This has been the Soundtrack Spotlight for Episode 8. Thank you for listening. Now it's time to get back to the show. Alright ladies and gentlemen, we're back from the little break we had just had. Who knows what it was going on, but I hope it was cool. <laughs> and uh, Horizon Zero Dawn is our game for our current topic current day topic current game day topic jesus man topic, get right day topic also i want to say like that. that uh where the hell is death stranding but anyways it's supposed to come out in november yeah fuck that game mm-hmm. i'm not buying it take it too goddamn long <laughs> <laughs> it's Scott, coming you man have, you just gotta be patient nope. it's gonna be here man i'm it's not be here i'm just not gonna play it they they didn't want my business they didn't put it out quick enough. Unless they send it to me for free, I will play it then. Wait, is that the one that was supposed to come out December 31st? Uh, no, that's, that's <laughs> Doom Eternal, asshole, and I'm not even sure when the hell that's coming out. But it's 25 years of Doom this year, so. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, I wish it would uh, come out. That would be delicious. But anyway. <laughs> well, Scott, would you like to talk about Horizon Zero Dawn? <laughs> sure. <clears throat> okay, <Ass>. so <laughs> Horizon Zero Dawn was developed by Guerrilla Games, published by Sony Interactive Entertainment uh, for the platform PlayStation 4. It was a PlayStation 4 exclusive, and it was an action RPG released in February on February the 28th, 2017. So this game's a couple of years old, but the edition that we're talking about is the complete edition, which includes all DLC and the only expansion that the game ever had, which was titled The Frozen... Hold on. Sperm Bank. The, uh, no. Oh. <laughs> Wrong game. I, I was thinking Leecher Suit Larry. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. It was called The Frozen Wilds. So, this in it that the expansion was released in November of 2017. So, they didn't they didn't wait very long before they put the expansion out. So, did they ever talk about maybe uh, additional expansion or no? Um, as far as I know, there was never a second expansion released. Um, that's why they were able to release the Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition because they didn't have any more information to add. <clears throat> Nevertheless, 
So, Horizon Zero Dawn, the game was set in the 31st century. Uh, civilization, wow. Yeah. Civilization was destroyed because of some, I don't know, unknown cataclysmic event. And the human race was reduced to primitive tribal culture. So it went all the way back to, you know, like uh, Native American type thing with bows and arrows. And, but and there, stuff such as that. there's a ton of robots, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, the Earth's inhabited by living machines that have taken on forms and characteristics of various animals. Um, they're... They these machines the tribes hunt them for materials for making weapons like metal shards and and uh, a substance called blaze which is used for fuel for fire or uh, you know making fire arrows or getting high or getting a blaze. Sure, yeah, you could do that. I'm sure. (laughs) Um, And they used uh, a lot of their materials that they harvested from these machines for making weapons, armor, and uh, other tools and stuff. Um, the player takes on the role of Aloy. She is a young female hunter that uh, grew up as an outcast from her tribe. She was outcast. She was cast out of her tribe when she was a baby. Okay. What she look at a robot with lustful eyes? Well, I don't know. It had a lot to do with the fact that she was motherless. What? The, how, uh, what? How was she motherless? Did yeah. somebody kill her? Well, mother? it 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 doesn't say oh. at the beginning of the game. It kind of leaves that in a in the vague area. It doesn't really say what happened to her mom. So anyway, in the opening scenes of the game, the person responsible for raising her is another outcast by the name of Rost. And like him, they gave the baby to him to raise and to take care of, because like I said, the the baby didn't have a mother. So uh, he takes her centers. Right. Right. (laughs) He takes the, (laughs) Takes the baby to the top of a mountain for a naming ceremony. Right? Then after <laughs> we're gonna take you up here and throw you off. Yeah, right, right. That's what you thought they were gonna do at the beginning. If you you watch the cutscene and it uh, it does look kind of dicey there to begin with. But um, anyway, so after the naming game, kind of fast forwards about nine years, and it shows Aloy as a young girl. And she's watching a group of children outside her village. And then while she's observing these children, she walks up and see see these these kids are out gathering berries and stuff. And they all there's one adult lady out there with them, and and all the kids are bringing up berries and they're like handing them to her and her putting them in her basket. And she's praising them and telling them how good they're doing and whatnot. So the little girl's watching all this and she wants to participate. So she goes up and grabs some berries and tries to hand them to them and they're like oh, outcast you leave you get away and the kids <laughs> don't touch our berries going, yeah you know so the kids standing there going wait what did i do and then i don't know it um <laughs> what was that again hmm wait what, what did i do <laughs> no nah, that wasn't the voice oh you get he wants the voice i think oh the voice this what is voice? the voice that's you know it was like <laughs> Your voice was like, "Wait, what did I do?" Well, Help see there, you, you got it. There oh it is. <laughs> so anyway, after after that encounter, <laughs> the player takes control of the character, right? So you're running around in the woods as this little nine year old girl exploring the area and trying to figure out, you know, trying to find your way back to 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 Rost or to home, and you you stumble on. The character stumbles into this uh, underground bunker type thing, right? Oh gosh! It was 
It was left behind by. Is uh, it Kimmy Schmidt? Uh, no. No. Oh. It's not Kimmy Schmidt. <clears throat> you stumble into this bunker that was left behind by the old ones or the, you know, the people from before, before the, the world was destroyed. And uh, she finds a device called a focus, and it's a it's an augmented reality device but, that when you activate it, it gives you details about the environment, the animals. It tells you, you know, what the animal is, what kind of like, especially with the machines, you can use it to um, see what the machine's weaknesses are, whether you can destroy them with fire or if it just takes straight up, you know, uh, kinetic damage or anything like that. And it gives details about what drops from the animals or the the beasts when you kill them. And Poop. It gives you an idea, sort of. It gives you an idea of what materials there are to harvest from them. So that's uh, that's pretty cool. And then uh, after that, after she gets out of that little ordeal, she decides that, or or uh, how did it how does it go? She one of the, she goes on a mission with Rost to save a brave that gets trapped out in amongst a field full of these uh, these mechanical beasts, right? So you have to use stealth to get from one side of this field to the other where the little brave is at that's been injured, right? Why is he brave? Why can't he be a chicken? Because he's a brave. He's uh, like a... <laughs> I, I don't I, know. I'm kidding. He's a tribe. Why boy. can't he be... A coward. Yeah. Well, you know, in all in all honesty, this brave was cowering behind a rock, so I guess he could be considered a cowardly brave. <laughs> yes, you're that's such a game, coward. Yeah. You have to. That's where you start learning the stealth, right? Right, and that's where you actually learn to use your augmented reality, the uh, focus. Yeah. And it shows you, you know, the path. It, sh- it shows you the paths that the the machines take. The machines you have to deal with are called watchers. Oh. And and if the watcher if the watcher sees you or you know it puts you on the notices list. that you're in well it notices that you're in the area it will attack it jumps oh. it it runs and jumps and slaps you with its feet and and shoots at you shoots a big uh, like a blast it sort of stuns you stuns the player mm-hmm. it's like a um what you call it a what is it a, a shot Flash grenade. It's like a flash grenade. It drops. And flash grenade. Flash bang. Yes, there flash, you go. Flash bang. Flash bang. And it, bang. Distor- bang, it, bang. it distorts distorts your vision, <laughs> and you you have a hard time <laughs> hard time seeing the area around you. But anyway, so after this mission, she decides that she wants to be a brave, and she wants to. Um, you know, be be strong and and be able to use a bow and know how to hunt and all this other stuff. So, she she convinces Rost into training her to to do these things, and then she finds out about a ritual called the proving. Oh my god! All right, so it's it's the the ritual. The proving is she she discovers that if she wins the proving, then she's granted. Uh, brave status. She'll no longer be an outcast. Oh, really? And All I got to do is go kill some shit and you let me in? Okay. Yeah, basically, you know. Take that. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so, after she finds all that out, she decides she's going to dedicate herself to training and being, you know, becoming the warrior hunter that that she she thinks she needs to be. So, fast forward to Aloy, mid to late teens. She's already done all this training, and it's time for the proving. So, she goes to the main village, and they let her in, 
and they do the proving, which is sort of like a race, a hunting challenge and a race all in, wrapped into one. You have to, you know, do a bunch of parkour, climbing, jumping. Uh, you got to kill some stuff. You got to, you know, make it to the end. Well, she makes it to the end. She goes, she gets to that point and she's crossing, the, she's crossing the finish line. And as she crosses the finish line, the group, the village is attacked by a group of uh, cultists. Oh my God. People that, people that are, are trying to, you know, destroy the way of life or whatever. And their main goal, it turns out, is to kill Aloy. Uh, I'm going to kill this I know, little outcast right? bitch, you know. <laughs> I'm going to get yeah, her. I mean, you find. You find out later in the game why they were trying to kill her, oh, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil that right now. Please so. spoil it for me. No, don't spoil it because I'm playing that game. Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna spoil <laughs> that right now. So anyway, Aloy she almost dies, but her teacher, uh, father figure Rost rescues her, and anyway he rescues her, and. Gets her to the village, and she wakes up in the village after she's had time to rest and heal. And the elders tell her exactly what happened and why she was where, why she was inside the village in this particular area, and and that's what starts her on the main quest to to figure out why the cultists attacked and and what they what they were trying to accomplish. Chris, did you say you were playing this? Yeah. Okay, so you haven't made it to that point yet. No. Okay. Then you then you haven't even <laughs> then started the game. So don't read like. all my notes. Oh. Oh well, I won't. <laughs> so anyway, Aloy, like I said, she she almost died. But anyway, the game is a single player RPG. Basically, it's an action RPG. Okay? I think I think it and, sounds cool. And it's 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 from the third person, so you're you're always behind them, always behind the character until unless you're you know aiming down the sights or whatever. Anyway, you can. It's an open world game. Mm-hmm. You can go. You can go anywhere you want at any time. It doesn't matter. There's not a linear quality to it at all. Oh. I mean, you go. You complete quests. You as you're traveling around and searching and and exploring the world. You you come across side quests. You you get to different villages. You you know. There's there's a uh, a couple of places where you have to. Um, rescue some uh prisoners from bandits and you you the player has to you know clear out the bandit camp and and release the prisoners and that gives you another fast track gives you a fast travel point there is fast travel in this game sweet fast travel you fast travel between campfires but you have to use what they call a fast travel pack and those are things that you you pick up from uh merchants in the little towns or you you find them after you you know kill a bad guy, or something like that. Um, there's a, a I mean there's a, a, a the map is is humongous from what I can tell. It's you know I I've been playing it and I've only got about sixteen percent of the game, you know completed or whatever. I've done maybe maybe six or seven of the quests, and that's not including what I've done with the main stuff. So. I mean, it's it's a pretty extensive game, from what I've you know seen. Uh, there's you know lots of like I said, lots of places to explore. You collect there's there's collectibles, there's different items to pick up, stuff left over from uh, the 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 old ones. You know the the different pieces of technology 
that you scan with your focus and it lets you hear um, like audio logs or there was even one in one of the dungeons you scan it and it plays um, I say dungeon one of the underground bunkers you scan it and it plays a video log and it shows this guy talking to his kid about happy birthday and you know sorry I can't be there and this that and the other so I mean it's it's actually the story is really really engrossing it kind of pulls you in um, there's uh, material gathering. You can craft. You craft your ammunition for your weapons. You craft different types of traps. Um, you craft uh, potions to, you know, for healing or for extra uh, stamina or, or you know, stuff like that. You can. Uh, there are merchants to trade with. Um, the things that you gather, you can sell to the merchants, and you know, you get. Uh, what they call metal, what, what they use for currency is metal shards. Metal shards is currency. It is also how you, the, the, the one of the materials you use to make um, arrows for, for your bows. Um, I mean, and that's, you know, that's some of the, just, you know, crafting the traps and the potions, the ammunition uh, for the weapons. I mean, and, you know, that's, that's one of the essential survival elements of the game. Um, there's a stealth element, like I was talking about earlier. So, you know, you had to sneak across this field. Well, well, in using the stealth, there's little pat. There's there's patches of, of you know really tall uh, grass that you can you know crouch down in to hide from the watchers or from the 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 broad. There there are like a I don't know like fifty different kinds of animals in the game. I mean not animals, but mechanical machine animals and. You know, one of them is uh, what they call. What is that called? It's um, a strider. You can uh, override the animals after you get to a certain point. You can override the machines and you can ride the striders like a horse. Mounts, baby. And you know that uh, that comes in handy for like traveling long distances. Um, there are several different types of uh, you know machines. I come across. I've just recently found um, giant alligators. Nice. That are machines, and that there's like five of them in this one spot that I've got to get to, and I can't get to it because there's like five of them. It's like get out of my way. <laughs> <laughs> and they're freaking huge. I mean, so it's uh, it's going to be fun trying to get around those guys. Um, there's uh, you know you can there's there's lots of there's parkour you can climb parkour uh, jump jump up mountains and things just to get to different vantage points. So. Like if there's a if there's a, a bandit village in the in the road and you need to be on the other side of it, you don't necessarily just have to go through it. You can go around it, climb up the mountain, and and you know kind of sneak around and not not get seen by the by the uh, bandits or the bad guys. Right. Um. So that's pretty cool. I, this is one of the few um, truly open world, do whatever you want kind of games that I've seen. Aside from, you know, like MMOs and, and stuff like that. Um, there's underground bunkers. There's lots of underground bunkers to find. There's uh, these things called cauldrons that you can go to. And it's uh, it's like a, a, like a really, like a long dungeon type thing. You go, you go in, you, once you get to the end of it, you have to, you know, you have to fight a, uh, fight a big machine and override the thing. And it, it gives you the ability to override new machines you you learn new things as you're in there i mean and you can pick up you know lots of different kinds of 
materials and loot and stuff like that. Um, you discover bandit camps, like I was talking about earlier. You once you discover them, you can uh, wipe out the bandits and you know liberate the village or whatever it is, so that the inhabitants can come back. And then once you do that, see, then that's a safe point. There's a there's usually a campfire in there, and the campfires are your areas of of uh, where you save the game, and it's also your fast travel stuff. So if you you know, you get enough campfires across the map that you've found, then you can you can fast travel to these things, and you don't have to do a lot of running. So that's pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> like I said earlier, Horizon Zero Dawn it was released in North America in February of 2017. Uh, a story expansion, only one, called The Frozen Wilds, was released in November of the same year. Um, Everything I've seen, all the information I've found, Horizon Zero Dawn got a lot of, you know, uh, critical praise. Uh, gamers like it. Uh, the only thing that they people complained about was that uh, melee melee attacks in the combat weren't very effective, and uh, they said some of the dialogue was kind of, you know, I don't know, cheesy. Maybe they just said it needed to be improved or something. I don't know. Anyway, it, it, it won lots. It won a few awards. It was, um, you know, ranked in the, I think, one of the magazines. I forget which one ranked it, like, top three for 2017, and that's out of, like, 100 games that they ranked. So, And some people was, just uh, complain pretty, about nothing for no reason. Mm-hmm, yep, that's right. <laughs> people gripe about everything. Well, I'll tell you, this game, I haven't played a lot of it. I mean, I've got to a certain point where I was about to get deeper into the story but this is this is a well-made game this game yeah. mm -hmm. is beautiful and the controls are tight the the fighting and stuff is fluid i mean it's just it's fun it's yep. it, it, it takes you right into it and yeah i enjoy it man i it's just just to look at the game i mean there's there's certain points in the game where you climb up they're called vantages you climb up and there's a little uh ring hanging in the air there above where you're standing and you use your focus and look at it and it shows you what the area used to look like before the before the apocalypse or whatever happened it shows you the buildings of you know in a certain spot and you get to see certain things and the graphics are just phenomenal i mean it's it's a really well done game um i've enjoyed it like i said i've been playing it and I, i'm you know, I, I gotta say I'm impressed with the whole game. It's as as a whole, the game is very well done. Like you said, I mean they they didn't really waste they didn't waste any resources as far as you know you, what how the game plays. The combat is I don't know it's it's really well done. Uh, the story's captivating. The quest mechanics are good. Um, I haven't completed it, so I can't really talk about end game. But this is one game, you know, I said in a previous episode or two that I'm not really a completionist. But this one seems like one that I would th I would like to play all the way through and, and, and find all the stuff there is to be found. And, you know, because it's just, it's really, really a good game. And you, Chris, you said you've been playing it. So, I mean, you know, it's... I like the I like the way things were done. I mean the the way you can use a zip line, you can use a you know, you can walk across tight ropes. I mean it's just it's really neat. Oh yeah, uh, it's fun, man. It's mm -hmm. it's it's a game I played it I was playing it for 
three or four hours, then you realize that, you know, just, yeah, it brings you right, it takes you right in. And see, one of the, uh, an interesting tidbit, this game uses the same game engine that, um, what's it called? Uh, Death Stranding has been, is being built on. The Decima engine. As a matter of fact, the Decima was actually developed for uh, another game that Gorilla did called Killzone. Oh, Killzone! Oh, yeah. Great game. Yeah, that they used that they used the Decima engine in Killzone. So, you know, that was um, I guess they just kind of adapted it for for this game, and it's just you know it's it's really really well done. I can't I can't say that any, uh, enough. I, it's one of the few games I've found recently that was just I thought was really fantastic. So that's you know that's my take on it. I mean, you guys have anything to add? Um, hurry and finish it. Let me borrow it. Just <laughs> <laughs> saying, it is. It's that's exactly the exact thing you should say. It's really good. Um. And they know there's they're planning a sequel for it as well. So sweet, right. sounds cool. So that'll be a future game we we'll talk about one day. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean that's pretty good summary of it, Scott. And if you're on the fence about this game, just get off of it and then get the game. I bought I bought this game for ten bucks during Black Friday. And oh yeah, and it's worth. I mean, it's worth paying sixty dollars for. And I bought the complete edition. Just like you have. So why did you buy me a game? Uh, they they are selling this game for nineteen ninety nine at Walmart all day every day. Yep. Yeah, I don't go to Walmart. <laughs> me and Walmart don't get along. Well, if you find yourself in Walmart somehow, pick it up. And it's been a long drunk night. <laughs> yeah, you got to stop in and get some. You got to stop in. Midnight, one o'clock, get you some donuts and hang out. Yeah. You'll have to go check it out, find it in Walmart and take it home with you. I don't know. Um like if you dribble a I'm basketball not, in Walmart to get onto you and stuff, so I'm I'm not big I don't on know. that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think I don't know. Can you get this is this game available on Steam, Chris? I know. It's PlayStation it's not. only. It's PS4 exclusive. PS4 exclusive. I thought it was, but I didn't know if maybe it was on PC yet or something. No, unfortunately it's not, but uh, it would be, man, that game, I'd I'd love to see it on PC because Mm -hmm, it looks mm -hmm. so good on the PS4. It's beautiful. Great game. Fantastic game. All right, well, I guess we've summed that up. Fan-freaking-tastic. Fan-freaking-tastic. So we'll take (laughs) another little break here. Throw a little seg- no segment at you. Who knows what it is? I don't know. I'll come up with it tomorrow at 3 o'clock. And <laughs> we will talk about the future game, which is my topic today. And we're going to talk about... Although, uh, we're talking about Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening remake coming out for the Nintendo Switch. So, we'll try to do a little different uh, take on this one since it's a remake so we'll talk about it in just a moment see you after the break
Hello, HBG listeners. This is Chris, and I'm here to briefly tell you about some places you can find our podcast that you may not have thought of. Now, of course, you're listening to us right now on your favorite provider, but if you want to change providers, I want you to know where you can find us. So, first off, you can find us at HortonBrothersGrimm.com, which will take you straight to our Podbean webpage. That'll update our episodes as soon as they're released. So check that out. Save it on your bookmarks and all that good stuff so you can listen to it on your desktop. That'd be great. Of course, you can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, and most other places you can find a podcast. Usually, you can download one of those apps that lets you search for podcasts everywhere, and you'll find us there, Horton Brothers Grimm. So make sure you're listening to us in your favorite place so you can access us anywhere and with ease. All right, and I also want to encourage you to check out our YouTube channel where you can find past episodes of all of our podcasts and special videos of us three knuckleheads playing some games together, having a good time, or you can also see us do some solo live streams. So please go and subscribe and click that notification bell so you'll be notified when Horton Brothers Grimm's live on our YouTube channel. And I just want to encourage you to check out one of the videos there because it's my favorite. It is a speed run race between Zach and Zach. If you remember, our stepbrother Zach joined us for an episode 7 of season 1. He will be joining us again soon, so we'll see you soon, Zach. And then, of course, Zach from Horton Brothers Grimm, they race in Mega Man X, and it is so fun. They see who can make it the furthest in one hour. So check that video out. It's really fun. I'll link it right down in the description of this podcast. So please click it, give it a like, give it a watch. I think you'll enjoy. All right, well, that's all from me for now. I'll quit rambling, and we're going to get back to our existential nonsense. Okay, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This was a great whatever you just heard. That was the best ever. <laughs> so, good. so good. Yes, and and what whatever it says, I did that about did that. about clicking links and and visiting whatever it is that it said to visit. You should do that. Go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Touch it. I mean, oh click yeah, it. get all click over it. that. <laughs> get all over that. Um. <laughs> so for today's future game topic, we're going to talk about The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. It's a remake for the Switch. It's supposed to come out sometime in 2019. I'm pretty certain the Nintendo's going to announce a date next week. They're probably going to say, we're going to release it with the new Switch. I'm probably. Just... They do have a rumor that they are upgrading the Switch and putting out a new upgraded version. It's like your ps4 pro or xbox one x you know that kind of stuff i'm not sure what i'm gonna wow. do with another heat trap i don't my switch <laughs> is a lot of heat just saying. oh yeah i'm definitely gonna be picking up the upgraded version no doubt yeah about. they they gotta they gotta milk those consoles for all they're worth man i don't know if, well, is nintendo ever gonna are they gonna are they looking at coming out with a next gen a next generation i mean like the ps5 is gonna be or is there a well, I mean, the Switch technically is their next generation. They, as as a company, uh, Nintendo Entertainment, uh, they aren't really focused on just having, like, best graphics, you know, next-gen, 8K, all that garbage. They, they're they mm. really focusing on giving you a good experience is what they've been noted to say, so... 
I right. doubt that we're going to get anything high powered from them due to the fact that they third party support uh, sometimes is not the best because you know it's just that's the way it is. Uh, I will say yeah. this: I tried to play Mortal Kombat 11 on the Switch, and I was very disappointed. So I wish they would do something, but at the same time, I doubt they will. Just you know, because of what they want to do as a company. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's just my. Did you know that? Uh, quick note before we talk about the game: the Switch is outsold the PS4 in Japan. Yes, uh, over the and it's been out way a lot less time. Didn't it? And oh, wow. it, I think it outsold the Wii as well. Yeah, it's the handheld mm. part of it is very popular in Japan. That Japan is a big handheld. Yeah, they walk mm-hmm. everywhere they go. Console right. company, yeah. So the country is loving some handhelds, and it's already outsold the PS4 in just a couple wow. of years. In Japan, of course. they got a lot of room to make up in America where PS4 is pretty dominant. Right. They're catching. They're getting there. So this, comes, uh, this brings us to Nintendo... Um, at remaking Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening is one of the most beloved Zelda games ever made. It came out on Game Boy in 1993. They remade it, um, basically just added color to it in 1998 for the Game Boy Boy Color. Hmm. And they renamed it, uh, they retitled it Link's Awakening DX. 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 At the time. Now they're remaking it for the Switch 21 years later. Uh, and people are in the gaming community are excited of course. about this. Because Link's Awakening, the storyline in this game is pretty cool. And it all it's based after Ocarina of Time. Uh, so it kind of continues the story between Ocarina of Time and then the Oracles. The Oracles games that came out on the Game Boy Color. Or Game hmm. Boy Advance. I think they were Game Boy Advance. But I thought it'd be fun, still talking about the game per se, because a lot of people know about this game. I found an interesting article on IGN. Oh, I can't trust those guys. (laughs) 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 Well, you can't trust your own end game name? What's wrong with you? Wow. Um, What does that mean? IGN, end game name. Oh, that's stupid. Um, But anyway. So they had some interesting topics so i thought we could talk about that and we'll get our opinions on it real quick uh so what do you think about this game costing 60 dollars retail when it comes out i will not what buy it for 60 dollars. if you put 60 dollars on this i will not buy your product due to the fact that it uh, is a remake of a story yeah that well, didn't have what's to your do. reasoning with that um they only have to update the graphics uh, pretty much and then you know of course gameplay and stuff like that but they don't have to like come up with a new story you know instead of making a new Zelda game they want to redo one that's in the past I mean I don't mind playing the game I'll pay 30 bucks I'm not paying 60 though that's for damn sure what about you Scott would you pay 60 dollars mm, 60 bucks is a little high for a game that's a remake I, I have to agree with Zach now if they you know priced it Somewhere between thirty and forty bucks, like they did, you know. No, back not when between, was... just thirty only. Somewhere around the thirty to forty dollars price only. range, like, like they did back in the day when they brought it out for Game Boy. Maybe I might consider buying. Your reasoning it. does not match my opinion. 
So 30 only. <laughs> okay, so let's say, for instance, you wanted to buy... Uh, you wanted to buy a Twilight Princess HD on the Wii U. How much would you think you would have to pay for it brand new right now? $15. Right now. $15. Brand new? I would pay... Brand new. I would pay nothing more than $15. From GameStop. From GameStop, brand new Twilight Princess HD, and you're not talking about pre-played? I guarantee it's 60 nope. bucks. So I would say it's probably it's it's got to be 30 to 40 bucks or a little more. Forty nine ninety nine. Uh, no, yeah, f that. And it's on the I mean, Wii U, a dead console. Yeah, dead, dead, yeah, dead. and it's a it's a it's a brand new game. I mean, they're not making any more games for the Wii U. Right, the console is discontinued. That's why it's called a dead. But mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's still a good console. It just did not make it a very good life. But still, cost you forty nine ninety nine to buy it brand new. Wow. So is Nintendo justified for selling it because they can sell it for that? Well, no, they're not justified in it. They're just greedy when it comes to that. But just like a lot of other companies that need to revamp their prices, they will sell more. They'll actually make more money if they'll just reduce their cost on some of the games. I'm just saying. No, I agree. I, you're right. I mean, it's like it's the it's the supply and demand concept in in its original theory. If you are selling a lot of something, then you can sell it at a cheaper price, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're selling it at a cheaper price, then it stands to reason that it's gonna you're gonna sell more copies. And if you sell more copies, you're definitely gonna make more money. That's correct, but that's not the way supply and demand works, because we as consumers are morons. Well, I'm not a moron. That's why I'm not gonna buy it at that price. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm with you, man. I understand. Some some folks pay attention to what they're doing, and some folks just want the game because it's something that they played on Game Boy, and, oh, my God, I can't wait to play it on the Switch. Oh, my God. Nostalgia. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, the, it's, it's the reason that the... The classic edition Nintendo and Super Nintendo were able to be sold for the price point that they went for. I mean, the original NES Classic, what was it, fifty nine ninety nine? Uh, I think the the first one was lower than that due to the one controller, and you had to buy a second controller. Yeah, I, like 50, I know the like Super 59, Nintendo 49. the SNES Classic was sixty. I think it was thirty nine mm-hmm. for the NES Classic. Hmm. Well, I thought the SNES Classic was like eighty. Um, it might no, have been eighty. You're, you, no, you I paid. Right. I paid. I paid fifty nine for the one oh, I bought. Okay. Okay. For the Super yeah. Nintendo Classic. Must have been there. Okay. The, the SNES mm-hmm. Classic was definitely worth the money, especially since you could uh, augment it. Um, right. Easily, mm-hmm. a lot of people were like, "Oh no, you can't do it." But yeah, you can. You can. But you didn't hear that here. You didn't hear that here. I don't. I don't know where to tell <laughs> you to get things. All right. So. What? What? All right, what so you guys about? would definitely not. You're definitely just. <laughs> if it's sixty dollars, I'm not buying it at sixty. They should charge no, sixty dollars. No, they shouldn't. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Now let's say bucks. this. So let's go to another topic they got here. So let's say they're going to charge sixty bucks. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty. It's pretty. Blah, I can't talk. It's looking like they will charge sixty bucks. Mm. So. Since they're charging $60, and this is a game that has been put out before, and it is one of the most beloved Zelda titles amongst Zelda fans, would... So put your put yourself in their shoes. 
would you be upset since it's a remake or remaster or re-release that say they end up coming out with new content inside the game are they going to come out with new content don't know this is just hypothetical what if they did i mean what would you think if there is a guaranteed new content that adds value to the game and not just a desperate grasp at a dollar bill um sure why not um but i would only give you 10 more dollars (laughs) so like say say for instance like star wars when Lucas remastered them and added scenes to them, what if Nintendo does something like that to this game? Um, the added scenes didn't really add a lot of value to the no, movie. So yeah, see, see, I, I was glad with I was glad they re-released. Just let, let's go with that example, okay? I'm a Star Wars fan, have been since I can remember when they re-released the original three Star Wars movies in the theaters, and then they added all these extra scenes, okay. Some of them added a little bit of value, but for the most part, the story didn't really change. The 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 main one that was a problem was the whole, did Han shoot first or did Greedo shoot first? Well, in the original, Han just blasted Greedo for being a dick. Yeah, because Greedo's okay. a dick. I mean, everybody knows that. Uh, Greedo didn't shoot at Han first. Okay, Han just shot Greedo because Greedo needed to die, right? Okay, so yeah. when they added in that whole Greedo shot first thing, it pissed a lot of people off. So what I'm saying is they have to be careful if they add new content to this game and all these these gamers, you know, they have these such fond, fond memories. They have to be careful and, and really to preserve the original intent and the way the story played out. They don't need to change anything major by adding anything new. And I mean, graphically adding something, you know, graphically would be great because, you know, from a Game Boy perspective, you you remember the graphics weren't that, I mean, for the Game Boy, for the Game Boy Color especially, that was pretty advanced graphics, right? But if they're going to, you know, make put it on the Switch, then adding something as far as content, if it's something like, you know, Easter eggs or you know, just a different design to a level or making it look different, that's fine. But they shouldn't, they probably shouldn't change any kind of story elements. And I, right. if they if they change any story elements, they're not going to sell the game like they want. I think. I may be wrong about that. No, I think I agree with you guys as far as if it's a remake, a remaster of a game like this that's very beloved and it's very um, popular, that people mm-hmm. still play it on... There's a lot of people out there that probably still own the Game Boy Color just to play this game. Or a Game Boy and play it on the Game Boy. So, the story is cool. I would think that they definitely need to keep that intact and they don't need to do too many crazy things with it. Mm-hmm. I just think that I just don't want them to get tempted since they're going to probably charge $60 for the game. I don't want them to get tempted to say, well, we've added all this stuff to it and you can do this, you know, but it's probably a bunch of nonsense bullcrap. I don't see them doing that, though. I really don't feel like they will. So that just goes back to the original question. Is it justified being $60? Probably not. Mm -hmm. Right. 
So this article kind of goes into some other things here that I honestly couldn't tell you much about this game because I haven't played it all the way through. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm looking. For, I've been actually meaning to play this game because of you know that's supposed to be a really good storyline and it's supposed to be one of the best Zelda games and I haven't played it so I must play it I was actually just going to stream it on the uh, Game Boy Color version but now that they're re-releasing it I've been waiting so this is the one I would be streaming on my channel so I'm very excited about this game right so this article does talk about some things I don't really know much about but like there apparently in the, the original version there was a camera shop on the well, not on the original version, but on the colored version, DX version. Mm-hmm. The camera shop is a side quest type of thing that uh, takes photos of Link in key locations. Then you could v- view the photos on the Game Boy screen and print them out on your Game Boy printer. Hmm. Um, I don't know if y'all remember Game Boy printer. Vaguely, I remember that. I remember. I did. I. I don't think I we had one, but oh, I we, remember we definitely didn't have one. But I know we played around. I played around with one before somewhere. Maybe right. who knows where it was? I played around with one. Maybe it been when I was working at Toys R Us in the early years, mm-hmm. uh, ninety nine. They probably still had one or something. Um. So there were thirteen photos inside the game that was hidden in this new mode. So now they're comparing it to, though this article compares it to is as, as if like Link had an Instagram account mm-hmm. that documented his travels. Right. So my thing would be, would they, will Nintendo try to incorporate some kind of Twitter or Instagram kind of functionality with this game? Or should they? Well, they definitely should because you, know, you have that on Breath of the Wild. Where you can share it to yeah. your uh, social media or wherever you want to send it to. Right. Well, and then also it was it was part of the original game, and if it's a remake remaster, then you know they they should at least stay true to the content that was already there. Granted, it would be something a little different because you wouldn't have to use the the uh, Game Boy printer. You could just share it to Twitter or throw it on Facebook or your Nintendo profile or whatever it is that's on the Nintendo online stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I think they should they should they should include that and keep it in there because, you know, that that, you know, helps to add that extra little bit of nostalgia that, you know, your your hardcore Nintendo Zelda people really you know kind of hang on to i agree i think that that's pretty cool i didn't know that was part of the game on the dx version and then they mm-hmm. added that in so that one that makes me wonder what they might add to a switch version we'll see but the right. switch version's got some really sweet graphics to me it looks really cool it looks like a but it also looks like a modern day children's cartoon that you would see Mm-hmm. It does have some cartoony graphics, but yeah, yeah, I guess you very can't cartoony, get away from that. very real. It's kind of it's hard to describe. It's realistic cartoony, 
and it's like very sort of HD. Like, yeah, sort of looks like uh, what do you call it? Claymation without the it, without the clay. It kind of looks like you know? uh, Yoshi's uh, crafted world to me. So, hmm. but except for it's not cardboard looking. I mean, it's the same, I guess, kind of style. Um, you know, as far as the way it's like painted and stuff. But anyway, and here's an here's an interesting thing that was in the original game. That I, this is just more of a tidbit. It's part of this article. It's like if you stole from the shopkeeper in the game, he would uh you would go in there after you stole it. If you went back in there, the shopkeeper will recognize you. Electrocute you to death and cause every character in the game to call you thief, regardless <laughs> of what you name you. You saved your file. <laughs> so if you name myself, like if I name myself Chris, and I mm-hmm. stole from him, that the rest of the game, everybody would call me thief, no matter what. Wow, wow, that's pretty cool. But is that if he caught you, or that's if you just did it in general and he knew about it? How did he know? Yeah, Was he a creeper. Yeah, he just like well, there's a bow, a Lynx classic bow on sale for uh, 980 rupees, which you can only carry 999 rupees. Oh, and you can steal the bow, and uh, what? Well, once you go right before you go out the door, he says to you, "Guess what? You got it for free. Are you proud of yourself?" Oh, but if you ever go back in the shop, then he electrocutes you to death, and then. Makes it where every character calls you a thief the rest of the game. So you just wow. can't go back to the shop. Right. So if you steal it, you better be prepared to not have to go back in there. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be pretty cool if that's in the, the uh, Switch versions. That's I would like to try that. Does it give right. you anything if you buy it? No, nah, just get a bow. Well, I mean, it's it's nine hundred and eighty rupees is the price of the thing, which is you know your character can only carry nine hundred and ninety nine rupees. Yeah, so I mean, you spend most of your rupees. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, right. I mean, I mean, it is a big purchase. It's like, um, what? do I want to treat myself today? <laughs> <laughs> now, another thing that they talk about is this: is this going to pave the way for them to make more? Uh, remake like the Oracle of Ages, Oracle of Seasons games on the Game Boy Color. I think so. I think that this game will lead to that. Um, I would like to see them remake like some of the DS versions for the Switch. Like do an HD version of some of the DS games like Phantom uh, Hourglass or Spirit Tracks. Mm-hmm. Moose or, Tracks. you know. That would be a perfect game to put on the Switch and make it where you can play it uh, in the modern day, make it HD, and I think it would be pretty cool. The only thing with the converting a DS game, though, is they got the you know the touchscreen elements and how they work, so they'd have to do some readjusting there. I mean, you still have the touchscreen, but if you played it on console mode, like if you're playing it on your TV, you wouldn't want to have to deal with that. Right. So they'd have to to redevelop the game that way. Well, can you not 
when you're playing on the TV, do you does it have to be in the switch has to be in the dock? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so it's not like the not like the Wii U was when you had you had the big controller with the touch screen and playing it on the TV because I'm assuming the Wii U console was actually connected to the TV. Yes, that's yeah. correct. Yeah. So you okay. can't yeah, you can't do that. So they definitely have to redevelop those. Right. So I don't think it would be hard. So maybe we'll get to see some more remakes too. So I don't know. It's just pretty cool. I like that the game's coming out. I, it's, again, one of the most popular Zelda games of all time. People love it. The storyline and the everything's supposed to be really cool. I don't know much about it because, of course, I haven't played it, and I don't want to know. I'm keeping spoilers away from mm-hmm. me because I haven't played it. But that one with the um, shopkeeper thing, that's just a funny little Easter egg thing. Not a big deal. But I'm I'm just excited about this game. I'm going to be live streaming this game as soon as it comes out. You know what I do. Right. I'll be buying it immediately. And Zach, I think that's a good interesting point that they might be releasing this with the new Switches. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they'll do it just to sell their new Switches. But that's okay. I mean, if if the new Switch actually has some good hardware in it, they can handle like Mortal Kombat 11. Um, I would be interested to see that because it actually... um, Pretty much like it, when you'd be watching the uh, like a cutscene or something, and when it tried to go into the game where you're supposed to fight, it would just sit there for a second to load. I'm like, it's a cartridge; it's not supposed to be loading. Um, yeah. And then it, it basically it just, I think it was just too much um, for the system itself, and uh, I was very disappointed. So I had to return the game. Um, oh no, that's a shame. Yeah. Because I, I really wanted to play it on stream, but that would have now been I cool. now I have to buy it through Steam if I want to play it, and yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that's all I got for Link's Awakening. You guys have anything else to say? I don't. Um, yeah, that's about it. I never played this game. My favorite of the Zelda games was on the Super Nintendo. It was the uh, Link to the Past. Yes. That was my favorite of all the Nintendo, all the Zelda games. Well, I, I take, I say it, that one was my favorite, but I also liked, um, what's the most recent one? Wait. Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. I also liked that game. It was pretty neat. Oh, it's it's fantastic. The only one I really didn't get into was Majora's Mask. Yeah, I'm probably piss a lot of people off by saying that, but I just didn't. Eh, it's, it's, I didn't like the graphics of that game. I didn't the like graphics the graphics. Was looked. the same. I didn't as, like when. Uh, I didn't Ocarina. like Wind Waker either. Ocarina, or Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time was badass. No, I just didn't like the graphics. Majora's Mask, the game, the gameplay mechanic was just different. Yeah, is all. Yeah, I mean, and it was difficult to manage it, if, especially if you didn't have a walkthrough or something. It's really tough game to play. Um, Majora's Mask is dude. That, that there's a lot. There's a huge fan base out there for it, but it's mm-hmm. just one of those quirky Nintendo games that they just. They're like, oh, this game's successful. Let's try a different spin on it and see what people will like. And I think it grew pop- more popular over time. And they re- yeah. when they re- when they put it on the DS or the 3DS, they did a few changes to it that made it a lot easier to play. So I oh, played yeah. it on. I actually did on did not play it until I played it on the 3DS, and I really had a good time with it. And the story and everything is really fun. Mm-hmm. And they and they just made it the. Uh, 
the uh, it would made it much easier for you to play the game on the 3DS version. But I see what you're, definitely know what you're saying on the original 64 version of the game, Zach. Oh yeah, on Majora's Mask. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was frustrating game. All right, well, I guess we'll go ahead and wrap everything up here. So, uh, Zach, if you want to, go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you out there on social media and stuff. Yeah, I'm on the YouTube at Genova Destro and Twitter at Genova Destro. And what was the other one I used? Twitch, yeah, Genova, Genova Destro again. Same. Twitch, <laughs> Twitch, Twitch. He's Twitchy, guys. And Scott, what about you, man? Where can everybody find you out there in the world? Well, I've... Uh... I'm on the YouTubes at uh, the Games of Death, and I'm on Twitter, I think. Yeah, at Death Dealer Three, and um, let's see, my Xbox profile is Death Dealer Three, and my PlayStation, I don't have that just yet, but it'll be Death Dealer whenever I get it situated. So I got a question for you, Scott. When are you gonna put some more content out, man? I don't know, man. I we need to see you on some more YouTube videos, bro. I'm with you, brother. I understand. I I, I, I feel you. I hear you. <laughs> hopefully one day. But yeah, hopefully check them out. So, check them hopefully out. soon. Hopefully soon. We shall see. And of course, you can find me, uh, Chris. I have a YouTube channel called Bang Bang Potato, and I'm doing live streams lately. I'm back on a roll. I've done, what, eight or nine live streams in the last week and a half. So getting back in the flow of live streaming and having a good time. I've already completed a couple of games and just having a great time. Plague Tale Innocence and Bended Ink Machine Chapter 5, both excellent, excellent games. So check me out there, guys. Come hang out with me on the live streams. That would be awesome. Also, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter, Bang Bang Potato. Just uh, search me on those and you'll find me. Uh, the links of all this stuff is down in the description of this podcast. You can go to our website, HortonBrothersGrim.com to find fresh episodes and past episodes of this very podcast. And we wish you would just check it out and check us out on iTunes if you can. Leave us a five-star review. All right. Well, this is the part of the show where we say goodbye. So you guys ready? Goodbye. Later's. Later, people.